P-S-N-Y. Oh, no, no, no. Um, no, no, not while we're recording. I have the majority of it done. I just need one more MLB player. Ah, I was going to say that's very impressive multitasking. I know you're you're the queen of Yankees TikTok, but multitasking, it's difficult. I am not the queen of multitasking. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's not really in my bag either. Um, all right, well, this is episode 121 of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, Warwick Gaming, XL Media, and as always, Rivercrest NYC. Uh, we, you missed a great conversation with Max last week. I know. Uh, <laughs> I actually listened to it the other day on um, on my podcast on one of my drives. So yeah. I did get to hear, not the same without my my voice, but you know what? It's okay. No, of course not. And, you know, it's it's probably for the best that we ended up not being able to make the schedule work because you only had about half an hour. And I told Max like, yeah, well, you know, we'll just keep it light. We'll do half an hour. And then by the end of it, it was like an hour and 50 minutes. And we were both like, dude, like we, we got to get off. <laughs> uh, exactly. So yes, I guess, it, I guess it was very fortuitous. Yeah. Great conversation though. We love having Max on and, but now we're back to the OGs. The OGs, James and Allison, no guests, just the OGs, classic a new year. creatures. You know, OGs, new year, same lockout, you know, all that fun stuff. Oh, the lockout. I'm, I'm not I'm not feeling too good about the lockout anymore. It's I, I figured that, you know, mid-January, that would be the time when we're, you know, close to the end. We're almost there. It's, you know, it makes all the sense in the world. It's, teams are making so much money off baseball right now. They're getting all these mm -hmm. huge media rights deals and making so much money and players are getting paid more and more every year. And, you know, it makes all the sense in the world to end this lockout with swiftness. And here we are beginning of January. And we're like, yeah, no, we haven't really talked about that yet. We haven't really discussed uh, any CBA stuff yet. Just some light chatter. Uh, and, and we are just nowhere close to the lockout ending, which is infuriating because if, I mean, if we miss a single bit of spring training, if spring training gets pushed off, if we have to delay the season at all, I'm going to freak out. I'm going to freak out. So um, we, our family is still planning our trip down to Florida in March, like we usually do. And usually we get to go catch a spring training game, whether it's the Baltimore Orioles or, you know, obviously at um, the Yankees Tampa affiliate, but to be completely honest, like I'm starting to worry that I'm not going to get a chance to see anything. And that just sucks. Yeah. And then it's just a family trip to Tampa. Actually, we go to Sarasota, which is why I mentioned the Orioles. Cause like we've gone to the Orioles stadium cause it's much closer, but mm -hmm. Hey, listen, if the Yankees aren't coming to the Orioles stadium, we have to get to them somehow. So yeah, we'll drive the hour to Tampa. Yeah, that's, Totally fine. Totally understandable. You're not there to see the Orioles. You're there to see Yankees. And unfortunately, you might not see the Yankees either. That might not be in the cards this year. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So God then you're, just going, I, you're just going to Florida to go to Florida then. Right. Exactly. And who knows at this point might not even be able to just, you know, with everything going on. So we shall see. Yeah. Well, uh, since this is the first podcast of the new year, we're going to do exactly what every other podcast is doing. Uh, we're going to do New Year's resolutions for the 2022 mm -hmm. Yankees, because that's, you know, that 
original content that you come to us for. Nobody else is doing New Year's resolutions for their team. Nobody. Um, yeah, absolutely not. So let's just jump right into it. What's your top resolution that involves Brett Gardner, obviously? <laughs> um, signing Brett Gardner, of course, and giving him the starting center field spot. You know, that's obviously the number one resolution for 2022. It's what you need. Oh, starting center field. It's I don't want to get your, I don't want to get your hopes up. Oh no, no, you don't have to. It's okay. I've, I've tempered my expectations for now, but obviously once the lockout ends, they will be back up super high. Um, you know, at the moment, obviously everything's on hold, so it doesn't seem as, as stressful and as chaotic, but yeah, no, I mean, I've thought about it, thought about it multiple ways, but let's see expectation or I'm sorry. Um, resolutions. Now I'm saying expectations, which I expect the Yankees to win the world series at some point in my lifetime, they've won before. Why can't they do it again? However, you're starting to sound like Yankees Twitter. It's getting dangerous. I mean, listen, you know, just thinking about it, I was like, wow, you know, I was a kid. I was spoiled. I was so spoiled by the Yankees in 96 and 98 and nine, 2000, you know, everything I was spoiled. So Um, now the last time they won the world series was 2009. They don't seem to be improving to the level where they can win the world series or they are improving, but other teams are improving more. So I would say the number one resolution for the New York Yankees is to actually make moves that benefit them. Not some crappy, you know, one-year deals, two-year deals. Mm, Let's see how much we can squeeze out of this person to let them play for us for as little as we want and then not pay them the big bucks. I think you have to. You have to shell out money this year. The Yankees just have to do it. Yeah, and, you know, the CBA, the big problem is that players want to get to free agency sooner. It's not about the amount of money that they're getting in free agency. It's about the amount Mm -hmm. of money that they're getting before free agency and, and, you know, in the minor leagues and how soon they're getting to free agency. So let's just assume that the payment structure, that the, that the salary cap or salary cap, you know what I mean? Luxury tax, which is basically a salary cap for some teams. Let's just assume that all stays the same, generally the same, maybe a little bit more. The Yankees, they're kind of right up there. They're going to have to go over the luxury tax this this winter if they want to go out and get Carlos Correa or if they want to go out and I don't know how much Matt Olson is going to be making this year with arbitration. I got to check on that. Um, But if they want to go get those players that are World Series caliber players, you got to go do that. And and let's not forget, this is probably going to be one of the best divisions of baseball again. The, oh, the yes. Blue Jays were probably better than us in 2021. We we beat oh, them. Were. We knocked them out of the playoffs, but they were probably a better team than us. The Red Sox are going to well, be here's... frisky again. The Rays are going to be frisky. Well, here's the thing is like you look at the Yankees versus the other teams in the division and the Yankees are now just the old folks. That is what they are. They have yeah, we've no... come a long way from 2017. Right. I mean, when Aaron Judge came up, when Gary Sanchez came up, when all the new exciting baby bombers came up, it was an exciting time. And now that kind of stuff is happening. You've got Wander Franco, you know, down in Tampa Bay. You've got Vlad Guerrero Jr., who literally was, what was he, second in the, yeah, second. Second, wins an MVP uh, any other year, except for the year that Shohei Otani just does god stuff you've you've got all these young players coming up alex verdugo you've got um 
I don't like to remember Red Sox names, but sometimes I do. Uh, Bobby Dalbeck. Like you have players like that who are making the game exciting again. And then you've got the Yankees who literally have old people now. <laughs> yeah. So John Carlos Stan, no spring chicken. Aaron Judge, we're right. pretty close to free agency with Aaron Judge. Right. And exactly. that's, that's actually my first resolution for the New York Yankees. Extend Aaron Judge. Just lock it down oh, yeah, when, when sure. you're able to. Just don't even let him I'm start sure, thinking yeah. about free agency. Just as soon as as soon as soon we're allowed to start making deals with players again, go to Aaron Judge, say, Aaron, how much money do you want? How much do you want? And and you take that. You get whatever you want. You take whatever amount of money you want, and, and we'll be settled. We'll be square, and, and you'll be on the Yankees for the rest of your career. Then you can deal with, okay, how much money do we have for Carlos Correa? How much money do we have for Matt Olson? How much money do we have for pitching depth I'm, and whatever, I'm whatever, surprised. whatever. But number one, Aaron Judge. Yeah, I'm surprised the Yankees didn't do that before the lockout. Like, I'm surprised they didn't do that right away, like as the number one thing. Obviously, I know that they were concentrating on looking for, you know, first baseman and other things like that. But I'm just surprised they didn't do that right away. Yeah, I'm surprised that they didn't do anything at all because, you know, we going into the offseason, we kind of figured that nobody was going to sign and nobody was going to make trades before mm-hmm. the lockout came because we weren't sure what the structure was going to look like after that. And you know, if you're a DH like Nelson Cruz, why would you sign before the universal DH comes into play? And that changes the way you construct your roster for, for both leagues. And now we're looking at like, I don't know, all these guys came off the board in like two or three days span, but yeah, the Yankees, Carlos Correa is still out there. Aaron judge unextended Matt Olson still in Oakland a. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you kind of look at it too, at the, at the factor that like the train started rolling. And the Yankees still were like, nope, we're not doing anything. We're not going to do anything. Yeah, just like, hanging out. Yeah, just chilling. Just like, oh, let's see who goes off the board next. Yeah. Is it? And Carlos? other teams took a run at Correa. Let's I was just... going to say, I was convinced Correa was going to be signed before this lockout happened. And I would have been like, that would have been the moment where I would have said, Yankees, what are you doing? Yeah, let's let's call a spade a spade. Carlos Correa is the Yankees' number one target right now. That's the clear need. We need a shortstop. We need a superstar. That's it's Carlos Correa. That's what we need right now. The other teams were bidding on him. The Detroit Tigers put in a well, it wasn't a great offer, but it was a realistic offer for them. Right. What they were willing mm-hmm. to go to, and then they end up getting Javi Baez. They come off the board. The Chicago Cubs tried seven or eight years for Carlos Correa, which was way below what he's going to get. If I had to, you know, take a guess at it, I'm I'm guessing somewhere in that you know, Francisco Lindor area, like $340 million. Maybe the years are a little bit higher, but it's going to be somewhere around there for Carlos Correa. So the Cubs didn't really make like an offer offer on him. Not one that Carlos Correa would take him, but like other teams were taking a shot. They were taking a shot at Carlos Correa and the Yankees were just sitting there twiddling their thumbs. Yeah. They, other teams were not holding back and they may not have been the offers that he was looking for, but they were doing something. They were at least making an effort to reach out and be like, what do you think? Is this in, this is in our area. If it's in your area, it works. Let's do it. You know, I mean, what were they doing? Yeah. I have to at least hope that we've had conversations with Carlos Correa's agent being like, okay, like if somebody else makes a play on Carlos Correa, you, you would let us know, right. You would give us a chance to beat it or match it or do something else with it. Right? You would let us know. And I'm sure the answer to that is yes, because what agent wouldn't want a bidding war for their client, but still like nothing radio right. silence on on your number one target when he's getting offers from other teams just complete right. radio silence at least you know put in a fake offer say well detroit's offering right. him 10 years i don't know let's offer him 11 years for like three million more annually 
saw for him mm-hmm. 11 years just to just to have an offer in just to be like hey we're interested we want you here right. more than they want you there I mean like you said you have no idea what's what's going on behind the scenes what their agents are doing obviously they're keeping everything as hush hush as possible um but when it comes down to it like on the surface as we're all looking at this we're seeing all these offers come out and you're like if you don't put in an offer or at least make an offer and just say, listen, like this is our starting point, or like you said, a fake offer. Like also, how does that seem to, you know, Correa? If like the Yankees are talking to him, but they're not actually putting numbers down on the table or something like that, you know, all talk, no game. Like, yeah. what does it look like? Shortstops are coming off the board. Trevor Story is coming off the board. Corey Seager's yeah. coming off the board. Well, Trevor Story is not off the board yet. And Seattle wants him to play third base, which is stupid, but. No, it is what it is. I want to keep JP Crawford of all people at his natural position shortstop instead of Trevor story at his natural position. That's kind of dumb, but you know, whatever I I would be losing my mind. If I was Trevor story for the last two years after the Rockies trade, Nolan Arenado. And you're like, okay, I guess I'm next. And then two years later, they just let your contract run up. I'm like, that was really stupid. And even after the trade deadline, he was like, I can't believe I'm still here. I don't get it. Right. It just doesn't make sense. It, it really doesn't. So yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's frustrating to see, obviously at this point, we're not seeing much of anything besides the fact that the one piece of news we get is that MLB network let go of Ken Rosenthal, which is, Oh, that's a whole other thing. Absurd. Yeah. This is just, I, I don't understand how a league as successful as major league baseball just does things that are so ridiculously incompetent. Like letting go of Ken mm-hmm. Rosenthal because he, oh, he criticized Rob Manfred. No shit, he criticized Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred is the worst. He sucks at all of this. He All he does is, is try to pad the owner's pockets. And, you know, for what it's worth, that is, that's his job. He's supposed to be working for the owners. The owners want more money. That's his job. But also, like, what do you stand to gain from letting Ken Rosenthal walk away from MLB Network? What What do you gain from that is that helping the owners no you're just mad because you own this network and he says bad things about you on the network okay you chicken shit soft rob manfred it's also just it's frustrating because at that point it's like okay so i can't say anything negative like it's it's like a a tyranny it's literally state-run media it's that's exactly what it is it's state-run media and in my experience with learning history State-run media doesn't really work out too well. It doesn't work. It's bad. Oh, man. Yeah, no, That's uh, that was a piece of news I was not – I thought it was fake news at first, and I said, wait a I minute. Because it was it was like MOB trade rumors that that yeah. account dropped it. And, like, they get some things right. They get some things wrong, and I'm looking at it, oh, and yeah. I'm like, that that doesn't make any sense. That and doesn't then, sound right. Yeah, and then actual reporters stopped dropping, and I'm like, ah, MLB trade rumors does it again. <laughs> They broke well, the story. they're not doing anything for MLB Network, but they are boosting the profits, I'm sure, of The Athletic because now that's the one of the only places you can really see Ken Rosenthal and Fox Sports, I believe. Yeah, Fox um, Sports. And, oh, they yeah. still got John Heyman. Thank God for John Heyman. Woo. John Heyman's the worst, too. I hate everybody. This is also Hall of Fame season, so I'm like extra amped up about how much I hate certain baseball writers. I don't remember John Heyman's ballot i gotta go back and look at it. i can't remember if it infuriated me or if i was like begrudging respect mm-hmm. yeah sure <laughs> yeah okay but that's resolution number two for the yankees 2022 since we sort of already talked about it 
stop fucking around. Sign Carlos Correa. Go get him. Just, yeah. you know, Do that's something. the answer. You know, Do that's something. the answer. That's what you need right now. It's the only pressing need on the entire roster where you don't have another option there. Like if you look at first base, your worst case is Luke. Your worst case is Luke Voigt. Guess what? He almost won MVP two years ago. He's injury prone. Not a terrible sure. last choice. No, not, not at all. And then you can keep, you know, Gio Rochella at third. And, and if you don't like Luke Voigt, how he's swinging, you put DJ LeMahieu over there. You got options at first base. You got options. And now at shortstop, there's no options. We don't even have Tyler Wade anymore. That's true. The most handsome man in baseball is now with the other most handsome man in baseball. With Mike oh, yeah. Trout. Mike Trout? Yeah, he's so handsome. Oh, Mike Trout looks like every guy who's ever been born in New Jersey. That's, I mean, that's exactly what he looks like. He looks like every New Jersey meathead that's ever existed. Like if you needed to. But he's if, a nice person. You have no, to get to know his personality. Yes, it's very, not all about very nice looks. person. It's about personality as well. Come yeah, on. Big fan of the weather. Loves to tweet what city he's going to. And then three plain emojis. Just overflowing with personality. That doesn't necessarily mean he's just <laughs> a good. You there? Oh, yeah. I lost you for a second there. You're okay. He's just a good person. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, just a good dude. And that's good guy, Mike Trout. That's fine for Mike Trout. I love that for Mike Trout. I love that he's a little bit understated and that, you know, even though he's the best baseball player potentially of all time, you could walk down the street and walk right past him and not even notice. And, you know, that's why you also have Shohei Otani out there and everybody's paying attention to Shohei and, and, you know, teenage girls are outside the team bus crying because they saw Shohei Otani. And it's just like Mike Trout, just like off to the next city. I like Mike Trout. I'm just saying, but yes, you're right. There's no Tyler Wade to fall back on. No. And And now Tyler Wade can grow a beard too. That nice short beard. He's going to get even more handsome. (laughs) Yeah. Tyler Wade is not quite the defensive wizard that, you know, we would want full-time at shortstop, but like, it's always nice to have options. Very perfectly fine defensively. Good, good enough defender at shortstop. Just it's not like, like, at least with Angelton Simmons, you're looking at him and being like, okay, like this guy is an actual wizard at shortstop. This guy is, is mm-hmm. one of the best oh, defenders yeah. of all time. He can't hit for jack shit, but it's basically Tyler Wade, but better at defense. And I'm not interested in that. So let's resolution number two, stop fucking around. Just go get Carlos Correa. We know we're going to get Carlos Correa. We're the Yankees. We have all the money in the world. We just reset the luxury tax. So if they don't get Carlos Correa, I'm, Afraid that I'm going to start coming dangerously close to being one of those like Yankees Twitter. Oh, hell is cheap people. I don't want to become that. So let's just let's not give me the chance. Understandable. Um, I would say another uh, resolution that I would like to to throw out there into the universe is um, for when the Yankees start playing baseball to trust your starters, trust your starting rotation. Yes. So, so often, and we've talked about this before, the Yankees have gone to the bullpen so early, worn out poor friggin' Chad Green, who, by the way, is going to be in my TikTok, so keep an eye out. Let's go. Gone to the bullpen, worn people out that by the time the important games, the important stretches come along, they are done. So trust your starters. They have a good starting rotation, all things considered. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the problem that the Rays have run into in the last couple of years. And we keep seeing it every year and the strategy hasn't changed where 2020, even a 60 game season, you looked at Nick Anderson, who could have won reliever of the year. And in the world series, he looks like the most tired person who's ever existed. He, he looks like me after pulling two all nighters. I'm like, well, 
you gassed him. You used him too much. You used him too often during the regular season. And now he's not sharp during the World Series when you really, really need him. So, yeah, I, I would say, you know, are we going to get a lot of depth out of Yankee starters this year? Maybe not. There, there aren't a whole lot of guys besides, let's say, let's say Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is good for seven innings. You can push him to seven innings if you need to push him. Luis Severino, how does he look after coming back from injury? He hasn't played in a while. I'm sure right. he's not going to be. Yeah, he's not going to be a seven innings every time guy. Nestor Cortez, five, maybe five innings. Six, seven, eight. Maybe or just complete game. Nestor, just honestly, all the time. I feel like I feel like it depends on the day of. He's like one of those like groundhogs where he comes out and he's just like, yep, today's the day, eight innings. You know, other times he's like, nope, it's definitely a five inning day for me. Like he knows. Yeah, he walks into Aaron Boone's office and like, Booney, I'm telling you, there's no hitter coming today. I can feel it. I can feel it. You're leaving me in for nine today. For sure. Yep, that's right. Yeah, but I mean, Jamison Tyone, he's got injury concerns of his own. And, and you're looking down at Luis Hill, Luis Medina. Those are young guys. You're not going to push them. So there's, you know, there's question marks in the rotation. But, you know, at some point, you also have to look at the bullpen and be like, this bullpen's not what it was in, in 2017, 2018, right. 2019. It's not the same. We don't have the same amount of weapons. And even the weapons that we do have, you know, and we're all just Chapman for weeks at a time can look like the worst pitcher in baseball. And I'm mm-hmm. not really comfortable with how often that's happened over the last couple of years where he's oh, gone yeah. from being unhittable to, to being one of the worst pitchers in baseball. So I'm not comfortable with that. And, you know, Chad green, we, we don't even have Zach Britton anymore. Brits, Brits gone, Brits gone. So we're looking at a bullpen where you're going to be really relying on Jonathan Luizaga. You're going to be really relying on Chad green, really relying on a role Chapman. There's just too many question marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely right. So that would be a resolution for me. Obviously, it all depends on, you know, what you're seeing from the rotation early on. But like overall and on paper, looking at it, the Yankees have a good rotation. And they did last year. Their rotation was one of the better ones. Yep. Um, and so- Max called it. I brought that up <laughs> with him last week. I told him, oh, we went back and listened. You said the Yankees could have the best rotation in the American League. Guess what? They were pretty close. <laughs> Yep. Pretty close to having that. What else you got? Uh, Yes. Number three, score some runs for my man, Jordan Montgomery. I I feel so bad. Jordan Montgomery had a fantastic year last year and no one gives him credit for it. Just like he never gets credit for anything because he's not, you know, 98, 99 strikeouts, Garrett Cole. He doesn't have that Mm -hmm. high heater. He's just, he's got the curveball. He gets some soft contact and it's just, it's unfair to Jordan Montgomery to not, look at him and be like, this guy is actually sick. He has been so good the entire time he was here. He has sub four ERA last year, just didn't have the win total there because they never scored any runs for him. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Yeah, no, that's definitely a good one. And also I really, really, really would like to stop putting so many freaking miles on my heart. Um, every time the Yankees go out there and go into the eighth or ninth inning with a one run lead, I just don't want to do that. Yeah, it's too much. We do it so often. We won mm-hmm. so many like nail biting close games this year. I don't want that. I get it. Like those are fun games to watch, but like when you're already set to watch 160 games of the season, like, you know what? Give me some freebies. Give me some freebies wait, where wait. the sixth inning rolls around and I can just kick back and be like, this one's over. I'm going to scroll on Twitter. I'm going to watch a couple of right. Allison TikToks, and I'm just going to relax for a little while and, and not worry about whether or not Aroldis Chapman is going to throw one bad pitch and lose this game for us. 
<laughs> very, very true. Yeah. I mean, it is ridiculous how many times I would literally just be in pure anxiety mode going into the eighth inning, the ninth inning. And that's not good for me. No, it's, it's too much every day. It's too much every day. It's just, let's get some Exhausting. easy wins this year, easy wins. And let's not, you know, we were playing jump rope with the division all year where we had these huge series and, and coming back from the trade deadline last year or the, or the all-star break last year, when we had like the most important two week stretch of the season. And then everybody hits the COVID IL like, this is, I'm not having fun right now. Mm -hmm. I, this is baseball. This is supposed to be fun. Damn it. It is. And the Yankees specifically are supposed to be fun to watch. So like when that doesn't happen, ooh. it was, it was not fun really all year. I can't remember a Yankees team that I had less fun watching maybe 2016, but even like going into 2016, I, you kind of knew like, all right, this, this isn't going to be our year. We know this. So let's just, you know, we hope for the best. Maybe we sneak into the playoffs. Maybe we get a wild card, you know, we'll see what happens. And, you know, thankfully we were at least above 500, but I, I can't remember in the last few years, even going back to like, I don't know, let's say going back to the last world series championship. I can't remember a year where I was watching and having less fun watching every game just because of, of how, excruciatingly painful every win was and how every loss was like it felt like we were just getting blown out every other night mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was last year was rough and it's it kind of started like you were on a roller coaster and you're like okay up and down it's cool it's cool and then we just kept saying these this is the most important series this is the most important series this is the most important series and then you felt like they were completely out of it and then all of a sudden they broke you right back in and then they do it was a tough year all the lose in the wild year. card game one game playoff in boston and it's just you had the opportunity to to get a home game for the wild card and let's not pretend like that didn't make a difference because those two swings that john carlos stanton had that went off the monster like that's the game right there that's a win that's mm -hmm. the difference between a win and a loss john carlos stanton hitting line drives to the monster twice and it's, he had a great game too in that oh, wild card game. He, he was, was fantastic. the only one that played. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. He really was. He, was. he accounted for all the offense that night. Mm -hmm. And that also, that brings me to resolution number four. Glaber Torres, get it together, bro. It's time. He's been traveling. He's been doing stuff. You know, maybe that helps motivate him. But, you know. I don't know. Maybe, been... maybe getting in the cage is what he needs to be doing to get motivated. I'm, I can't do it starts. again. No, no sharks. Absolutely not. Are you kidding? You want to put our only second baseman? Well, not our only second baseman, but our starting second baseman with the sharks? No, thank you. That's what no, he wants you. to do. He's traveling to all these exotic places. Like, I'm sure he wants to do fun stuff. Yeah. I guess that's what all the players are doing now because technically no one's under contract because they're locked out. So the teams can't be right. like, hey. They can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, hey, you can't do this. You can't do this. And now everyone's like, yeah, I'm going skiing. Yeah, I'm going dirt Let me biking. Go skydiving. Yeah. And it's like, that's, I always think about Madison Bumgarner when he was using the fake name. It was like a Mason something oh. to like go in the rodeo in the off season. Like, the Giants cannot be cool with this. They, they cannot be okay with this. To each their own, I guess. Yeah. What's your fourth resolution? One more after this. This is tough because I didn't think much further past three. 
Yeah, well, we know what the problems are. We know what the problems with the Yankees are. I mean, you kind of know what the basic issues are in general. I mean, the big ones we've already mentioned, like do something. Also, when you're playing, do something. (laughs) Yeah, hey, score runs. Get good players. Score runs. Don't let your pitchers give up runs. That's That's who would have guessed? Who would have guessed that that was how you win a baseball game? I mean, I guess my resolution would be um, do more yoga. Uh, okay. So you're kind of stealing my fifth, my fifth oh, resolution. Oh, I there. Sorry yeah. about that. Well, we'll, we'll talk about my, my last resolution is everyone stays healthy. Everyone stays healthy. Right. Find a way, find a system, find a way where you can stretch your body appropriately every yep. single day, you know, work on the flexibility, pull the Brett Gardner and be able to play 162 games a year. Actually, yeah, well, we know Brett Gardner's not not doing yoga. Brett Gardner's not a yoga guy. Yes, he is. No Come way. On. Can you imagine Brett Gardner doing yoga? Come on. Yes, he is a yoga guy. I swear to it. Oh my god, I can't. I, I just can't see it. Yoga guy. I just can't see it. Well, I think he's, he he's is. got that like that old school country South Carolina vibe to him, where he's like yoga. Isn't that what they? Isn't what they do in like New York City? No, uh, uh-uh. uh, I don't do but any of maybe- that. Maybe the way that he does yoga is a different way than what other people do yoga. Like, for example, you know, like working on the farm can use the same muscles. <laughs> You're talking <laughs> about country. That's as country as you can get. I was like, the most stretching I think Brett Gardner probably does is like, oh, I'm going to bend over and touch my toes. Oh, there goes my back. Lies. <laughs> Lies. And how is he able to play 162 games every year? It's, no, it's the dark wrong. magic. It's the dark magic he utilizes. He did not sell his soul. He to... sold his soul. He did not. He I'm did just not saying, sell his soul. Everyone gets play. injured except Brett Gardner. Every year we're talking about, well, is Brett Gardner going to be the fifth outfielder this year? Just the veteran presence. And then all of a sudden here comes 130 starts. It's like, I'm, I'm not for not that. I know, but that's why he sold his soul. And this is the repercussions of selling his soul. All he wanted to do was stay healthy and play. And he didn't realize when he sold his soul to the devil, that the devil was also going to say, yeah, you want to stay healthy and play? Everyone around you is going to get injured. No, if he sold his soul to the devil to stay healthy, I feel like he would be like, I want to play well. Yeah, maybe, maybe he just wasn't trying to go too maybe far with it. Maybe he didn't articulate it enough. I know you have to be like super particular yeah. when you say these things, like a genie, you know, you can't mess up those wishes. So yeah, I'm thinking a young Brett Gardner. He's thinking, you know what? Like I'm on a monument track, uh, a monument park track right here. I'm feeling pretty good about my chances, my talent level. I don't need the devil to make me good at baseball. I just need to play. I just need a, an excuse to play. And devil's like, yeah, well, Aaron Hicks, never going to see that guy again. Get your starts, son. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, no, you're right. Everyone's got to stay healthy. That's a big thing. And not just COVID related, but torn and strained muscles and broken things, all that stuff. It can't happen. We yeah. I don't want do to hear that. about a single oblique this year. I don't want to hear it. Mm-mm. I don't want to hear the word oblique for Still at don't least know where an oblique 365 is and don't want to hear more about it. Oh yeah. Oh, I know exactly where it is. I know exactly where it is. Cause I've heard it over and over and over again for like the last four years. It's always the oblique. It's always mm-hmm. that Aaron judge, Aaron Hicks. It's always the oblique. I'm tired of it. I don't want to hear that word again. Okay. Yeah. Fifth and final resolution. What do you got? Now I'm on the spot because I've run out. Now you're on the spot. Yeah, I've run out. I don't like I don't like odd numbers. I, I like even numbers. So therefore I stop at four. 
okay, we stop at four. Well, that's all the resolutions for the Yankees this year. And it kind of sucks that we don't have any news to talk about because the only news that there is to talk about is that there's no news. Is that the news is so slow that Ken Rosenthal getting fired from MLB Network was the only thing anybody's been talking about all day. And they say no news is good news. But in this this particular situation, it is the worst possible thing. Yeah, no news is good news when like there's not a lockout happening and it's not like legally required for you to have no news. Yeah, it's it's bad. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm really sorry, but we have yeah. nothing new. That's fine. Well, uh, we'll work on the guest list again. Maybe we'll get someone for next week. I'll shoot some DMs around. We'll just talk some baseball. You know what? Maybe we maybe we hit up Rachel Balkovich again. Get a little update from her. Ooh, yes, yeah. and how things are going. I know she's been working. I don't know if she's in the DR again this winter or if she's somewhere else, but I know she's been working this winter still. Um, yeah, maybe we talk about Dominican Winter Baseball League. Maybe we Ooh. do that. Yeah. I've been, Always I've a good been, time, yes. I've been holding off watching the Dominican League games because they, they cost money and I don't have any. So I've been trying to hold off as long as I can, but I'm still getting the highlights. I know Miguel Andujar didn't have a very good Dominican Winter League. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, I saw that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's and okay. uh, Aaron Hicks was involved, was he not? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't really do much either. Uh, but you know, it's he was just getting his feet wet again after not playing for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to steal your fifth resolution. I'm going to make your fifth resolution for you. Ready? We hmm. stop putting Miguel Andujar in trade packages. We just <laughs> recognize that he doesn't have any value. He's he's worthless to other teams. He's worthless to the Yankees. We just. We stop saying, yes, give me your superstar. And in return, you can have Miguel Andujar and Clint Frazier. I mean, I hate, I hate saying things like that because, you know, I, I hold a special spot in my heart for Miguel Andujar and I want him to succeed. As great 2018. As possible, it was, it was like, a great memory. It was, it was pretty amazing what he did. So, I mean, kudos to you. I will hold that one season in my heart. Yeah. And you know, it would have been nice to trade him back then would have been nice, but didn't work out. And I'm really excited to see this trade deadline, how many Yankees fans put Clint Frazier in their trade packages, not realizing that he no longer plays for the New York Yankees and now plays or for the Tyler Chicago Wade. Cubs. Get rid of Tyler Wade. Yeah. But give us, give us okay. Shohei Otani. We'll give you Frazier and Duhar and Tyler Wade. Oh yeah. Yeah. Classic. Uh, well, do you have anything else? Any final thoughts on the Yankees? Any final thoughts no. on MLB news that doesn't exist? No news is bad news. No news is bad news. Uh, yeah, so we'll wrap it up there. Hopefully next week we'll at least have a scheduled date for when CBA negotiations are going to continue since it's been a full month and they're not right. even talking to each other. Not right. even just not even just discussing the CBA. They're like, yeah, no, we don't have anything on schedule. Yes. I think we're I think we're clear right now. Just take a few weeks off. Fingers crossed. Fingers yeah, it's not crossed. a billion dollar business or anything. Exactly. <sighs> Whatever. We'll All right. We'll wrap it up there then and we'll see y'all next week. Alrighty. Hopefully there's baseball.